Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and you are listening to the Badgers and Friends Podcast series from Ike Badgers. That's 12 weeks, 12 episodes, 12 players, 12 tremendous conversations. And we're getting right to it. Today we're sitting down with Scotty Nelson, the safety who is excited to have another big season in Madison. So we're really happy he's joining. It's the defense. Let's get to it. Here we go. But first, I want to talk about my good friends over at Team Get It Done. Jimmy Ryan, host of the Get It Done podcast, is leading these conversations with CEOs, with hardworking individuals, essentially people that know how to get it done and who have sweat and persevered in their industry to get to the top. And they want to share their stories with us. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Spotify. That's the Get It Done podcast from Jimmy Ryan and Team Get It Done. And now, KJ, take it away. Scott Nelson, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. For those who don't know Scott, sometimes he goes by Scotty. He's a key member of the Wisconsin secondary, starting safety and helping provide cover on the back end for guys like Fan Hicks and Caesar Williams. And after missing nearly all of 2019 with an injury, uh, he put up incredible numbers that if prorated to 12 games, shake out to eight tackles for loss, four interceptions, four passes defended and two sacks, all which make him a very well-rounded safety impacting the game. And essentially, when he plays, he makes plays. And today, we tell his story. My name is KJ Eichstead. We're here with Scott Nelson, and you are listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. So, Scott, you're from Detroit, Michigan, a state where the football tradition runs deep. Taking it back to your recruitment, you ended up receiving offers from various schools, such as Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, and more, before choosing to commit to Wisconsin. And we're really happy you did. Um, what made you decide to leave Michigan for Wisconsin? And was that an easy or difficult decision for you? Um, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me about Wisconsin was the people. Um, I always tell just kind of the, the coaching was, was huge. Uh, and also the, the kind of sense of security with the coaching staff. I knew coach Chris, um, like had in, had the staff, he was an alum, um, and then just going down the list, there was a bunch of alumni on the list or on the coaching staff. And um, it just kind of spoke a lot to the culture here. And um, if people if people love this place so much, they just want to be back. They just want to be around it and do whatever they can to to help it um, reach the next level and kind of um, just improve from when they were here. So I think that spoke a lot to me. And um just kind of fell in love with the city and, and the atmosphere. Uh, I think my official visit was um, 2016 uh, night game against Nebraska that went to overtime. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with with the whole whole student student experience of uh, mm-hmm. seeing the student section and then just just the whole game day experience. I think really stuck out to me. I mean, I took some other great visits, but. Um, this place really, really stuck out to me, and, and it was a difficult decision. Uh, I grew up a, a Michigan State fan, and um, it was challenging to kind of um, make the decision to uh, move on from from 
kind of growing up wanting to go there and, and making the best decision that I could make for me and my family. So it was it was a challenging decision, but I'm I'm very happy I made it. Yeah, that's actually really interesting from the coaching stability perspective. We've talked to a few guys and that's the first time we've heard that as an answer. But but you make a ton of sense. Like, you know, whether you go to a program or a job, uh maybe because of like a certain person who who told you to come there and then they leave, it's almost like it's not quite the same, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, Jim Leonard, coach Chris, uh, we're really thankful for that longevity. I think, uh, it's good to be reminded of that from time to time because it's something that other colleges take for granted, you know, like Alabama, for example, Nick Saban, he's there all the, all the time, but his offensive coordinators, his defensive coordinators, they're plucked 24 seven. And the Badgers had that for a while too, uh, with, Dave Aranda, Wilcox, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of like a good problem to have, but man, that stability is nice from a player perspective. So that was cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read you volunteered at a homeless shelter. Could you tell us about that? Like the lessons you learned, and then do you still think about it from time to time? Yeah. So um, I went to a, a private high school in Detroit, and senior year every Wednesday we go to. Um, a homeless or you go to some place and it's kind of just given back to the city um, and so me and uh, a few other kids in my grade went to uh, a homeless shelter and uh, a soup kitchen and you just every Wednesday morning you didn't go to class you just went to um, whatever location you were at or you switched up a couple times maybe and you just kind of um, focused on giving back to the community and and doing something not just class related and I honestly think that's one of one of the best things my high school did just because I mean you remember you remember classes occasionally like ones that stand out to you but um, that experience really stands out and and impacted me it's it's obviously a very humbling experience Um, and you just build build bonds and I think it breaks down stereotypes that um, a lot of people think are there and um, really just kind of unites you with the community and makes you feel like you can you can have an impact and a positive impact on other people's lives it was it was a very very great experience I was very blessed with it yeah no I, I can totally understand where you're coming from uh, you know I volunteered here and there growing up but it really wasn't until like 2019 when we tried to do a toy drive for the first time and then it went well and then we did it again in 2020 that you just really you kind of fully understand like how great it does feel, you know, it's kind of difficult to put that into words, but, but that is something that's, that's really cool. Um, So how about this, Scott, no matter which Badger comes on the show, there's one thing they all seem to have an agreement, players, coaches, fans alike. Uh, Wisconsin has a sparkling reputation for developing players, whether it's walk-ons under the radar recruits. And these guys leave as NFL caliber players when also tremendous young men. And so what was it like when you first got to Madison and were there any upperclassmen who took you under their wing and kind of showed you the ropes? Yeah, uh, it's definitely an interesting experience coming in. I mean, everybody was kind of the top guy at their high school and um, feeling good about themselves. And you get here and everybody's trying to um, just trying to find their group and, and make the most of their experience here and I think a lot of that had to do with surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, in my instance. And early on, I connected with uh, Dakota Dixon. And I think they're, I mean, 
there's probably been some some articles and stuff that have been released, but he really took me under his wing um, and helped me become a better person. I think first and foremost, he maybe uh, helped me become a better person. And then um, as a result, we got closer and uh, started talking about just football and, and then conversations about our faith and stuff and um, really kind of just took him as as another big brother. And, I mean, we, we remain super close till this day. And, I mean, he came back home and, and visited um, where I'm from for a couple of days and calls my parents all the time. So he really... Uh, he really went out of his way and and helped me help me get uh, accustomed to to life here and and not just something that freshmen should do, but how somebody who's been in that playing role how they should act and and the the way they should carry themselves and stuff. And so he, I, I owe a lot to him. He he helped me tremendously, not only in football but also becoming a better person. Man, that's really special. Uh... You know, that's that's not the first time we've heard just raving reviews about Dakota Dixon as like a mentor. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Bond and then maybe Fayon Hicks who also mentioned something really mm-hmm. just just high praise for the guy as, mm-hmm. as like on the field and off the field. That'd be great to learn more about him sometime. Um, so going off that, what do you remember most about your Camp Randall debut? Um the sad thing that pops in my mind was I I, I dropped a pick. That was that, that that when you said that that is the first thing that, dro- that came into my mind. Appreciate the honesty. Um, yep, but I think just it was at, it was on a whole nother level um, from what I was used to. I mean, obviously I redshirted, and it's it's one thing when you're redshirting and you're out there, but not really playing or just kind of looking around. But when you're out there. Um, and you can you can hear the crowd, and whenever you make a play, you can you can hear the crowd uh, kind of go up and, and get excited. It, it's a it's just miss a great crowd. yeah it's a, yeah miss the crowd tremendously. It's it's a great feeling. Um, and growing up like in high school, we were more of a basketball school than a than a football school, so um, we didn't have too many people at our football games all the time. But so that was kind of the first time where uh, it was my it was. It was kind of a, a time where I could make some plays and, and just appreciate the moment where it was tens of thousands of people just in the stadium, just kind of ready to roll. And it's, it's like you said, we miss the fans. It, it's it's different without you guys there. It's it's not the same. So hopefully we can get um, as many people back uh, this fall as we can safely. But yeah, that, it was it was just an incredible experience. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know. We need the fans, and uh, I think everyone's kind of wanting uh, wanting to get back in that stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how about this, Scott? You've always had impressive numbers when it comes to coverage, and a big part of that is getting a good jump on the ball when the play unfolds. So how much pride do you take in your ability to read the plays, and is it something you actively work on? I think it, it is um, something that I, I – try to take pride in and try to always improve and um it is something that actively that i try to actively work on and we and we watch film with coach leonard but i think a lot of it does come i played a little bit of quarterback in high school and i was much more of a um a scrambler and a runner than i was a thrower but um just kind of reading the instincts uh helped me a lot with when when i was playing quarterback i kind of understood what the what the process of, of making a read and a decision is and it's helped me a lot 
uh, throughout my time here, and I, I live with multiple quarterbacks since I've been here, and kind of picking their mind and, and what their process is. Yeah, um, and I think that I think that's something that has helped me a lot. Is all right. What are you guys looking for here? What's difficult for you guys to read? Um, what can I do that that you guys wouldn't expect? Kind of stuff like that. And um, there's a lot that goes into it each week with different quarterbacks. They all have different tendencies and stuff. But um, if they if they have something that you can pick up on, you, you might as well use the answers to the test. Um, and then now I think something where I can take a next step is um, getting those breaks, getting those reads. And then finishing the plays, um, or making bigger plays, turning PBUs into interceptions and and missed tackles into just saving the day and getting a PBU, something like that. So just kind of taking the next step from there of of getting those reads and those breaks and and making the big play. Yeah, I mean, I was actually blown away, but like you're you know you're an impact player when you watch the games, but like I was blown away when I checked out your numbers and like like prorated them over 12 games. I was like, this is well-rounded and it's kind of like playmaking in every sense of the, the category. Um, how would you describe in your own words? This is one of those things where, the, where there are stereotypes out there. There are certain things that we've been conditioned to think about, uh, you know, each respective league or style, but in your own words, Scott, how would you describe the difference between SEC ball and big 10 ball? What do all Badger fans need? A great place to watch the game, of course. That's where our good friend Jeff Johns comes in. Jeff is one of the hardest working realtors serving Madison, Milwaukee, and everywhere in between. If you're looking to buy or sell your next home, condo, or investment property, Jeff is the guy to talk to. For a free, no-obligation market review of your home or buyer consultation, you can reach out to him at 262-442-2700. Again, that's 262-442-2700. Jeff Johns of EXP Realty. Tell him we sent you. Brian Butcher, I've worn a lot of apparel throughout my career, and I can tell you this. Iron Jack is the most advanced performance gear I've ever worn. It infuses pure silver into all of its gear throughout a proprietary process called Silver Ion Technology, which kills 99.9% of the bacteria and fungus caused when you sweat. For the lifetime of the gear, no other brand offers this world-class antimicrobial protection, comfort, and performance. Join Iron Jock Nation and get yours at ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside. This is one of those things where, the, where there are stereotypes out there. There are certain things that we've been conditioned to think about, uh, you know, each respective league or style. But in your own words, Scott, how would you describe the difference between SEC ball and Big Ten ball? Um, or SEC teams or Big Ten teams. I say, you know, kind of like yeah. everything. Um, I think, I think the the SEC gets a lot more um, just athletes, just guys from from the down south, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, um, all those states that um, are just gifted. Um, and I think a lot of the Big Ten teams get more guys who. Um, were I don't want to say overlooked, but kind of just like mid-rated. Like I was a three-star. We have a lot of three-stars on our team, um, and I think it's just kind of it's a gradual process of learning from the guys above. I think it's more of a 
you kind of might have more time to have that turnover from the the redshirt senior to the redshirt junior to the redshirt sophomore stuff like that where i feel like at at sec schools you see a lot of true freshmen um Mm -hmm. stepping up and a lot of it might be the scheme where i think big 10 schemes are the most complex at least um pro style for sure yeah pro style kind of kind of similar in that aspect i think the sec is moving more towards being a completely spread um league not as much as the acc or or, um the pac-12 or or something like that but i think there are a lot of teams in the in the big 10 that are sticking to the the pro style offense like iowa um wisconsin i don't think that's going anywhere um soon but but it is there is some teams that are uh that are starting to adopt the the spread offense a little more and we'll see how it translates to the nfl but um I think I, I, I like to think that our scheme is um, as complex as can be, at least on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think Coach Leonard um, allows us to have the or take on the challenge and understand this isn't an easy defense to learn, and, and you need to you need to be able to have that football IQ in order to, to be on the field. And um, I think that's one of my strengths. And so I appreciate that um, for him, and I try to just pick his mind as much as possible because, I mean, if you play in the league 10 years, you, you know what you're doing. So um, yeah, I would say – Yeah, okay. go ahead. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, speaking of, uh, you know, three-star under-the-radar under recruits, like Jim Leonard, walk-on turned – you know, his yeah. business story is incredible. You know, yeah. like, that is just inspiring because if he can do it, you know, any of you guys can do it, and that's just got to be something super special to – to aspire to um did you have any final thoughts there um i mean shoot i think i don't want to say one league is is better than the other because i think it i think it varies from year to year yeah um but i i just i I wish there was more opportunity for kind of like what the what big 10 basketball and and the acc do where it's the acc big 10 challenge i mean oh, i know that'd be awesome um in a couple of years uh we're we're doing a a year a home and home with alabama which which will be really fun and i just i wish there was more of that um in the in the preseason and then it wouldn't be as much of an impact if if a team did lose but more of a positive that they played those those big time games instead of if you lose one game your season might be done um yeah. something like that so that that's kind of my opinion because i just i think those are those are great games that, that fans like to see and, and players love to play in yeah we had i had this conversation with someone else but it's pretty no matter which way you slice it or dice it you know as you see in big 10 are generally regarded as top two you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be uh, you know, not really SEC related, but man, were we devastated when that Notre Dame game got canceled? We yeah. knew you guys were gonna win that. <laughs> that that one, that one, we were really excited for just playing at Lambeau, and um, that one would have been fun. But but we do get hopefully we can get a a game in with them this year. Hopefully everything can go to plan. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. I mean, and then just kind of feeding back into that unequal respect levels from the committee you know notre dame gets the the preferential treatment you don't have to comment on that if you don't want to but but, uh you know they're kind of like the sec they get the preferential treatment for sure and 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 rightly so you know they do have a track record but the big 10 uh you know 
it's it's exciting because Ohio State's as good as anyone any any year, but but you know, every year there's kind of like whether it's Penn State, Wisconsin, um, you know, Michigan, it would be cool to see them kind of come back. Uh yeah. So how about this? As a safety, you kind of have to be ready for anything. And that being said, who's the best offensive player you've ever gone up against in practice, like on the Badgers? It could be could be a running back, could be a tight end, could be a receiver. Um, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's going to be a disappointing answer just because it's kind of what people expect. But uh, JT was different. JT, okay. uh, you could tell from just the first. I mean, I know people said it from the first couple practices that. Uh, he was a little different, and just he got better and better each year, which I think people don't give him a lot of credit for. Um, and then now you kind of see his his ability to catch the ball in the NFL, which I think was his biggest question mark. And I don't know if he dropped a pass or had one incompletion this whole year. So um, just when he was on the field and, and we would do, obviously nobody's tackling him, but um, even just tag-off stuff where he can he can set you up with a cut and then just – turn the corner on you on the edge and it was just like like oh shoot like I thought I had an angle on him like you you thought you were in great position and and he'll just make something happen where um, not many people who who can who can do that are able to um so that was that was very there were some some interesting moments during practice just kind of like oh shoot like coach Leonard will just kind of look at you like well you gotta gotta make a play like (laughs) Yeah, I was trying, yeah, like, but he is NFL caliber. Yeah, you will see him in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. So he, I got to give him his his credit. He was uh, he was special. He was special, and it was fun to fun to practice against him. But I think it was even more fun to have him on our team. Okay, here's a tough one for you. Expanding off that, mm-hmm. you got Jake Ferguson and you got Quintez Cephas. You mm-hmm. know, obviously different player types, but who is the tougher challenge? For Scotty Nelson, you know, it might be different for everybody, but but just for you. For me, um, I think I've had more experience covering Ferg um, where we've got to kind of go at it from, I mean, we both came in the same class. We got to go at it with learning each other's moves and different techniques. So I will have to go with Q um, just because I didn't cover him very much. And uh, whenever I would... I think his he worked with Coach Leonard a lot too, just on how to how to make your routes harder to cover and and appear harder for for DBs and um, so I would go Q. However, I do think um, Ferg is one of the top top tight ends in the country. So oh yeah, um, just from just from the the experience that I had covering Ferg, I think we finally got to we got to the point where we we understood each other's moves and what we were trying to do, um, and there's still great battles that go back and forth uh just with making each other better and, and trying new stuff and uh, it's it's very funny going up against him I mean, we've been doing it since uh young guys after practice our red shirt year and stuff like that so well yeah and then like you know not to mention the football iqs you guys both have i mean the mm-hmm. badgers across the board you guys have tremendous iq player by player but like I mean, you know, the the way you have instincts to, to jump in the ball and then Ferguson, you know, he's he's uh pretty much played football since he was super young as far as yep. I gathered. But um but yeah, that's that's gotta be a great matchup. I didn't really consider that, because uh, you guys were going up against each other from day one. Mm-hmm. Um so how about this? Who's the best, most challenging offensive player not on the Badgers you've ever gone up against? <sighs> um 
I think one of one of the best players was uh, Miles Sanders. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's doing in the NFL, but um, we played them my redshirt freshman year, um, and he was he was special. I remember he was he hurdled a couple people, and he he would try and run somebody over, and then he had the agility to to juke juke people, he juke me. Um, so he had it all. I think that was he was really gifted and, and tough to tackle, a strong guy. Um, and I think coming after Saquon, he didn't get as much credit as he as he deserved, but he was a very special player. Yeah, that's true. Um, that was probably from the games I've played. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert was good. I didn't play in yeah. that game, but he was good. Um, Justin Fields, obviously, um, really good. I think it, he's getting disrespected right now in some of these mock drafts. Like, totally off topic, but I feel like he's getting some disrespect, just how good he looked on, you know I mean? You guys, like, talking mm-hmm. to Keanu Benton, like, bursting through the line, bringing down Justin Fields. It doesn't happen every day with how mobile he is. He mm-hmm. can make all these throws, too. I, um, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I think, I, think they're, um, I think Ohio State's system makes people question how well he can read the defense and stuff. And... Um, because it's, because it's not pro style. Yeah, that's um, true. And I'm not sure. I mean, I don't. I don't really know him how how well he reads a defense or something like that. But um, just athletically and physically, he's he's gifted. And I mean, he he played very well against um, some of the top competition this past year. So I feel like at, at some point you have to kind of give him his credit. And and like you said, I mean, he's played he played against um, a lot of really good Big Ten defenses. Uh, Clemson and Alabama and put up some some really good numbers while he might have had a broken rib against Alabama. So, um. I mean, I, I think that was what sold. Like, I, I he passed the eye test, but I think what sold it for me was the. Uh, I think it was versus Clemson, right? They beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he got smashed that game mm-hmm. several times, and he was just showing his grit and his toughness, and like kind of like Jalen Hurts demonstrated those leadership qualities where. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to, like, transfer out of Alabama. You know, he came back at that huge redemption arc. And then, like, guys gravitate towards that. So was, mm-hmm. that was a little off topic, but that was cool to kind of talk uh, talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, who are a few NFL players you try and model your game after? Is your business struggling to find new customers? Does your sales team wish they had more quality leads? If so, it's time to talk to Every Door Digital. With Every Door Digital's multi-channel approach, your best prospects will see your marketing message everywhere they turn. Highly targeted ads in their mailbox, their inbox, or their smartphones, and their favorite social channels, of course. For an affordable source of sales leads, appointments, and new customers, visit everydoordigital.com today. Um, who are a few NFL players you try and model your game after? Uh, I think one that I've had for a while um, was Harrison Smith. Um, I think we're, we're our body yeah. types are, are similar, just in that way. Um, so I've watched a lot with with Coach Leonard about him, or just of his film throughout the years. Um, Kevin Byard from the Titans, uh, he made a lot of plays recently. And 
we just try and we try and watch. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. I wouldn't really watch Tyron Matthew or or Buda Baker. I watch Buda Baker a little bit, but not, not to like model my game as much after just because, um, we're we're different physically, and I think that is another quality that kind of separates uh, Coach Leonard is his ability to coach people as an individual. Um, he doesn't coach two guys the same unless they have the same playing style. He doesn't coach two guys, one guy 5'10", one guy 6'2". He he's not going to coach them the same because they have different skill sets. And I think that applies to who he tells us to watch. Um, should we watch guys who uh, just play in a similar system or should we watch guys who have similar skill sets and how they do stuff? So obviously you can pick up on, on different stuff for different guys, but um, Harrison Smith was, was probably the main one. Yeah, I like uh, that comp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he's been a really, really great player, a really consistent player for the Vikings for a while. Um, even out of Notre Dame, out of college, he was making a lot of plays. So he's been fun to watch over the past four or so, three or four years, whatever I've been here. Um, and that's probably been the main guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, even as a someone who grew up in Wisconsin, a Packer fan, like he's one of those guys you just had to give him his respect. He's a baller. He mm-hmm. plays. He's a good player. Yeah. Um. So, so Jim Leonard, you kind of mentioned just like how high level he coaches, not just the the team uh, aspect of it, but also like you know similar comps, similar styles. Uh, that's kind of like going a little deeper. All in all, like, what's it like playing for Jim Leonard? And can you describe the moment you first got the news he was coming back? Um, it's, it's a very, um, very, what's the word I want to look for? Um, rewarding, I think is, is a great word because his ability to challenge, I'm a guy who I, I want to know why I, I, yeah. um, so when he puts in a new play or a new coverage, I want to know why, or, um, I'm bouncing stuff off him from like watching different guys different games like hey i think this is a really good play what do you think um just because i like to hear what he says and I, I always try and pick his mind so uh his football iq is off the charts and i think that's kind of been uh, made known throughout the throughout the past few years but um, his ability to coach you physically and kind of the the db stuff i think is is something that's underrated um as a play caller I mean, he's he's incredible, but also as a as a DB coach, he he's off the charts too. And the, um, what was the second part? Something about coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me about the moment you heard he was coming back. Like, where were you? Check your phone or something, or how'd you get the news? And then um, immediate reaction. Like, what do you? What's what pops in your mind when I ask that? Uh, I, I I went up to his office that Friday, um, and I'm pretty sure that was when he um, denied the job and. I think Saturday it broke and I was just talking to him and I mean I told him I was just like coach like you got to do what's best for you and your family like I understand either way and he was just like it's a tough decision uh we got a tough decision got a lot of lot of stuff going on in my head but but I think I'm coming back and and so that was when I kind of knew was was Friday and I was I mean throughout the whole process I was pretty pretty adamant at least to myself he's coming back he's coming back whatever um but then saturday it broke uh, my girlfriend texted me and she's like oh your coach is coming back and i was like okay okay like, <laughs> had to had to had to have one more one more round at least with them so um 
that That's was exciting. Yeah, it, it was really exciting for him to come back and just kind of have that have that same experience of of learning from him because I'm not sure how many how many other people you can uh, how many other people could coach better than him and, and we're lucky enough to have him. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, a team like the Green Bay Packers, very, very close to a Super Bowl. Like, this guy could get any job in America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wisconsin is an incredibly, you know, well-resourced program. But at the same time, like, they're not able to compete with some of these schools. And it's one of those truly unbelievable things where it's like the culture is what kind of, you know, it speaks louder than any other variable, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's like the family aspect of things, whether it's his past here, you know, whether it's just like the way a, a game day can get electric in Madison, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's just special. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I, I know coach Leonard, I think that, um, that chase and that consistent pursuit to get to that next level is something that motivates him as a coach. Um, and knowing how, how he got, how far he got as a player here and how he wants to help us take that next step um, and and get on that national stage in front of um, the entire country. Uh, that's something that, that motivates him to um, to continue to come back and, and try and, you know, he says he's always trying to just help us get better. And that's, that's the number one thing he's trying to do. So any, play, any part that he could play in that, I, I, I think really helps motivate him. But I definitely agree. I think the the Super Bowl aspect in Green Bay was was a similar feeling of him just trying to help somebody get to the next level. Um, that's just the kind of person he is. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of one last thing about Leonard because we've been on this for a little bit. Uh, can you can you share with our listeners a skill or technique you're working to get better at? Uh, personally, um, one thing that we've been working on, me and Coach Leonard have been working on, is um, just more press technique on tight ends. Hmm. Um, I haven't really done that in my time here um, until it was pretty much bull prep uh, last year before the Wake Forest game. He was always trying to help out the corners and, and help them. And like during the season or before a season, it was like, oh, I'm I'm not much of a press guy and that, that stuff. But something clicked, and I was like, shoot, like I'm, I might as well just try and learn. Um, like I might as well just try and add it into my into my toolbox, and um, so that's something we've been working on lately. Um, so hopefully, I did it a couple times in practice, a couple times against Wake Forest in a certain formation, um, and it went it went pretty well. So just trying to continue to get better at that and, and add different stuff to make myself more versatile in coverage, and then just help myself in the run game, putting myself in better positions to make plays off of it. Yeah, I mean that's uh. You know, the hybrid safety is quickly becoming one of the most coveted positions in the sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the more well-rounded, the better it is. And, and also, I, I think any receiver tight end absolutely just hates going up against press coverage. You know, yeah, like, if, yeah, if somebody's like pretty good at it, it's, but... yeah, if somebody's good at it, it's, uh, it's definitely a pain. But it also is a... If you don't do it right, it's a it's a great recipe to get beat. So That's just true. trying just trying to perfect it and and get better at it, where I can apply it to certain games depending on depending on the personnel they use. Yeah, and it also helps to have a Scotty Nelson over the middle if you do get beat with that <laughs> press cover. So, oh, so yeah, shout out to the safeties. Kind of kind of speaking about that next level, right? You know, like going to that playoff. What's it mm-hmm. like playing with Graham Mertz? And in your own words, what makes him unique? 
Um, playing with Graham has been it's been interesting to see his development because coming in, he was a very highly touted guy, um, and everybody was everybody was all in on him from the beginning. And I think he he had a kind of a learning curve where he had to be all in on himself, um, and he was kind of just. I mean, it's it's a lot coming in learning a complex offense like we have where it's very pro style. It's it's not what he was running in high school. Um, so I think it was it was definitely an adjustment for him, and I think he um, sometimes felt like he had to be perfect, and and that's not really what it's about at all. I mean, everybody's going to mess up, especially being young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, being a guy, I played my redshirt freshman year, and I could I know there's situations where you're out there and you're kind of like shoot, like I don't know what the heck's going on, like you're just a little lost. Um, He's definitely taking that next step, and so I'm excited. I think the spring is going to be big for him, um, and then I think the season. I think he's going to be able to take that next step with just being more comfortable in the offense and not having to to deal with kind of the external um, noise that he might have had to deal with this year, um, just with social media and and Twitter and people loving you and people hating you. I think as you get older, you kind of understand that a lot of it's um just kind of blows with the wind and, and yeah, people, like, <laughs> well, I mean, people, man, yeah go ahead. It, it's just crazy because like people have tried to cancel like before and it's just like dude you know we have nothing but the best intentions but it's like there are those people on twitter yeah yeah and you can, yeah you it's can tell. like it could be the it could be the most random thing and it's just like you know i think with graham i was talking to someone else about this i think it might have been like adam bay or someone or uh Logan Bruss or someone, but it was like Graham did hit adversity last year. You know, he, he is the quarterback. So naturally there's going to be that pressure. It's the leadership gigs instilled on you if you are the quarterback, mm-hmm. but it's like, it was his first year, you know, as a starter. And, and if anything, adversity helps you become greater. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we we're talking about how any rational Badger fan would understand that like, this is year one, you know, it, yeah. And, and it's like one of those things that takes time. So that's, that's really exciting to just kind of hear some defensive perspectives, uh, going up against a quarterback that maybe did arrive with a lot of hype. And, um, what's a goal you want to achieve at Madison before moving on to the next level? Um, I think kind of one thing that I've always tried to do is just, um, leave, leave the, the group or, um, the team in a better position than, than when I came in. Um, I kind of had that same kind of goal in high school of, of just putting, putting the group or the team in a better position. Um, than when I first came in, I heard that from, um, Inky Johnson one time. And I think it, I think it's really applicable to just, uh, the world we live in of a lot of people, uh, are just kind of trying to get, get theirs and, and look out for themselves. Yeah. and, And I think, one thing that I can always improve on is um, just trying to help other people, whether it's in football or, or life, just um, becoming better, becoming better people from being around me and or, or being a better football player. And I think it's a daily it's a daily battle. Um, some days you, you don't really feel like like talking to everyone or, or, or helping people out extra with plays and stuff. But I think um it's just kind of something that you have to understand it's bigger than you and and you're just trying to help other people so uh, that's kind of my biggest thing by the time I leave here is just trying to help people 
either in the same grade as me or below me just um just become better you know man when you're saying that the the word that i thought of was leadership you know and and that response was something i definitely was not expecting but it made me think of just it's something a leader would say and i think that that's really cool that you know you're you're having that mindset and and sharing the locker room with a lot of other guys who, who hopefully share the same, the same thing. Cause it's, it's, you know, the culture in Madison's next level as we know. And uh, okay. A little bit different topic, but I noticed you're studying finance. What sparked your interest in that? Um, so now, yeah, I'm in like a, I'm in like a higher, um, I'm in grad school now. So oh, okay. Um, there is a couple, there is a couple finance classes, but it's just kind of interesting just to see how, um, how stuff within the world works financially, especially throughout um, the pandemic and how that impacted everything. Um, I think it's just something that kind of developed throughout my, um, I really like the show shark tank. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where a lot of it developed was just seeing how these millionaire billionaires, um, work with their money and how, how they invest or how they trade and stuff like that. Um, it's just been very, very interesting to me. And so I didn't have too much of a history of it coming up. So just trying to learn as much as I can, um, while I'm in college and then hopefully more and more as I get out. Yeah. And like, feel free to like, you don't have to answer this if if you, if you think it might be, I don't think this is like a edgy question or anything, but do you manage like a portfolio or anything? Like, um, I'm kind of like, we have, a. A little like investors club that uh, oh, cool. Mikey Mascalunas and I think Jack done. I know Mikey. I think Jack helped him um, start, and so that's just kind of been something lately. Um, but yeah, I have been trying to trying to get into that more of um, just learning more about investing and, and smart investing over um, just kind of in the moment or, or popular investing. I think is is one thing. So I mean, those guys are, are really smart with with personal finance and investing and stuff like that. So um, trying to pick their minds a little more and, and anything I can learn while, while we're still together, um, I'll definitely do. And, and like, and like you said, kind of add it to the portfolio and, and let it expand as I get older. You know, we might have to talk about this off the air a little bit, but that is just something I could talk about for days. So that mm-hmm. sounds like a fascinating uh, potential like Badgers mm-hmm. conversation in the future, maybe with one mm-hmm. of those guys or, or maybe you, and you bring everybody on. Maybe bring yourself on. <laughs> um, how about this, Scotty? If you were to describe Scott Nelson's personal brand, how would you describe it? Personal brand? Do you mean as a as a person or as a football player? You know, or either. You know, man, probably not as a football player. Okay. I would say like no real whatever whatever way you want to answer it. You know, I don't really want to guide mm-hmm. your answer in any way. But but let's say like Scotty Nelson's personal brand. However, which way you. Um, go with that. I think I'm a I'm a very um, kind of high energy person. I I I don't really go to sleep early because um, I'm always up, just kind of doing stuff. Um, but I always love just like hanging out with the guys, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of guys live in our apartment building now, so it's pretty cool where you can just kind of all walk around and walk into each other's rooms, and we're always hanging out with each other. And I think that's something that I, I really enjoy is, is being around other people. Um, I think that's where um, I'm, I'm 
happiest is, is when I'm around other people, whether it's my family, um, my girlfriend, my, my friends, my roommates, stuff like that, where I don't, I don't really love just being alone a lot. Um, but kind of going off of that, I think it kind of goes back to, to my goal, um, of, of what I wanted to accomplish before I left here, I think is just getting to the point where, like, I, I joke around a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a jokey guy with, with, with some of my friends and, um, getting to the point where I can have those serious conversations if I need to and, and always being, being the guy who, who people can count on if they're, if they're in a time of need, I think is something that, um, that I take pride in and, and that people can understand when they, um, when they're friends with me or associated with me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very well said. Uh, last question before we move on to the lightning round. Do you keep in touch with any of the Badgers in the NFL? Um, let's see. Who's in the league? I mean, I, I don't talk with um, with TJ, too, TJ Edwards too much, but I saw him at Pro Day last year. Uh, him and Gink, it was really good to catch up with those guys. Um, uh, I talked, I mean, I talked to Dakota the most. Um, mm-hmm. out of that, I had talked to EB a lot, Eric, um, I know he'll be, he'll be somewhere soon. Howdy bag bro. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. EB, I talked to JT a little bit, not as much, um, but just, just a little bit now. And then I, I think a lot of those guys, it's, it's challenging with, um, the schedule that they have a lot of the time it's, it's whenever they come back to Madison. Um, is a lot of, of when you can you can hit guys up and, and talk to them a lot. So um, hopefully with the hopefully the pandemic can uh, quickly come to an end at least by uh, summer or end of spring or something like that, and um, we can just have more of those conversations where you can just hang out with guys in the summer before before everybody gets back to to football and and getting real busy. Yeah, we're right there with you. So. Uh, now we're going to move on to the lightning round where I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. And then all I ask is that you keep the answers to one or two sentences. Sound gotcha. good? Okay. Gotcha. All righty. So the first question, what's your go-to meal lately? Chipotle. Okay. Who's a musical artist you've been listening to a lot this year? Uh, Rod Wave and Rod Wave and Lil Baby. Those are my two guys. Okay. First app you usually check in the morning. Snapchat. That's that's usually my communication with my girlfriend. Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. You get free Hulu as a student. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that game, is a game changer. Game changer, yo. <laughs> okay, I'm a big Spotify guy myself. Uh, did not know that. Maybe I got to bust out the old student email, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, how about this? A good book you've read? Um... We read Make Your Bed. Um, it was written by a Navy SEAL. That was kind of a team book. Other than that, I've read Unbroken, which is a really, really good book, or just the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite class you've ever taken? Favorite class? In, in college or? Anywhere, anywhere. <sighs> wow. Um, I took a, a coaching class. Um, from in college here, and that was very interesting by Pete Miller, coaching one, Elpa five hundred two. 
Yeah. How about your favorite sport outside of football? Basketball, no question. I'm a hooper Next. at heart. Okay. Next place you want to visit? Uh, I'd like to go to either Italy or Italy or Alaska. Okay. And then lastly, if you could start or do any charity, what would it be? Uh, I thought about starting uh, a nonprofit for inner city kids for sporting equipment and school supplies. Yeah, no, I love that because I mean, there's talent all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's get these kids the equipment and then they can turn into the, you know, the leaders of tomorrow. Yep. And we always like to wrap up our show this way. How's the family and how's Scott Nelson, the person doing? Uh, family's doing great. Um, just trying to do everything we can to make the most of, of the positions we're in today, but they're all healthy. Um, I'm doing well, just trying to, just trying to get better each week and, and make this season special and just kind of enjoy everything while I'm here. That's great because uh, that's that's something you just kind of maybe think of as uh, Giannis always says that. Whenever people ask him, he just says, I'm just trying to get better every day. And uh, another quote that, it, that that made me think of is, you know, you underestimate what you can do in a year, but you overestimate – sorry, you overestimate what you can do in a year, but you underestimate what you can do in a decade. It's kind of just made me think of that, like getting better every day, getting better every week, you know, just compounding. And uh, – that's great to hear. So that wraps up things for that wraps up the show for today. Uh, we want to thank Scott for coming on. Scott, any final thoughts? No, nothing much. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So thank you, Sing Badgers fans. If you enjoyed this episode, want to help support the show, easiest way to do that is simply tell a friend. Tell a ba- fellow Badgers fan, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. Any of those things go a long way. And Twitter, that's a great way to connect with us and other Badgers fans as well. You can find us at Ike underscore Badgers. We post analysis, highlights, scores, and more. And we try and keep it pure sports without the politics. Do you want to tell everyone where they can connect with you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Scott Nelson. All righty. And lastly, if you're an athlete or business and want to talk branding, send us an email to ike at gmail.com. A lot of exciting things have come. My name is KJ Eichstead. We just had a great episode with Scott Nelson, and this has been another great episode of the Ike News Podcast. So until next time, Badgers fans, we're out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers Podcast. The Badgers and Friends series, we're excited that you're here, and we thank you again for listening. If you want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we can continue to give great value to you. Badgers fans, more great episodes on the way. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Now listening 
to coast from Ike Music. Let's go to the coast tonight 